Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. As always, we are your hosts, Tyler Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how you doing this week? I mean, you know me, man. I'm. I guess you could say I'm chilling. One could say that's good. That's good. So we mentioned last week. This week would be a surprise one because at the time we did not know what we we're going to be talking about. Surprise! We're going to keep talking about the Oscars. Mike, what are we talking about today? Well, as a big surprise. We are talking about the Best Picture winner, Green Book. Now, if you guys don't know what Green Book is, it is a film set in the 60s, I believe. Early 60s or late 60s? Actually, I believe it was the early 60s. Yeah, that would make sense. And it takes place mostly between two characters, Viggo Mortensen and Masham Ali, and... Basically how it is, it's a very low-class Sicilian man who pretty much is just like a bouncer and does odd jobs here on the side to make money, gets a call saying that a doctor needs to make his way through the South and needs basically a driver. And turns out, it is not really a real doctor. It is a very famous piano player who happens to be black in the 60s and the movie is their travels throughout the south and through the deep south and their experiences yep that's basically the basis of the movie and then from there you see all the uh, all the troubles they go through um we wanted to talk about it because there was a bit of a controversy of, of it winning best picture mike you've already seen the movie uh that we talked about last week uh this week i actually went out to go see it so we can have this episode and I have a few different thoughts from you, but I'll pass it back off to you, Mike. What did you like about Green Book? Well, what I liked about Green Book was mostly the character development that we got through mm-hmm. both characters. I mean, it was solid acting on both halves. Otherwise, the movie wouldn't have worked at all. But Absolutely. you really do see the change in both characters. You see the Doctor come from being very rigid and proper. Everything needs to be done to a T to loosening up a little bit i mean he's still very rigid and proper in certain ways but he loosens up and feels more comfortable with uh tony right his name was tony yeah tony and you see tony go from being a pretty racist guy to being more accepting and thinking of the doctor as a close friend according to the movie this is where the controversy is yes but in the most part i enjoyed interactions between the characters that's what really did it for me yeah i I would say i I do have a few problems with the movie but i agree with you this this movie lives and dies by the two main leads and their their chemistry and the interactions together they took a pretty decent script but with their acting and their chemistry it really made because a lot of scenes it's just driving through the different states. So that's a good chunk of scenes. But those scenes worked. They weren't, I wasn't bored during those scenes. Agreed. Another thing I liked was basically the how it did get slowly worse. Like, obviously, because yeah. they go deeper, deeper south. I did like how the it got worse and worse. And they did show that a bit in detail. Like, maybe one is not as bad as the other. But overall... The, the further they got, it, the worse they got. The worse the treatment of the doctor got. Yes. Regardless and in some cases, where Tony he as well. Was playing. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it does really 
show, I want to say, an, a pretty accurate depiction of what it was like to be a black man in the South at that time. Like, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people said, like, it didn't do as good a job as showing as other films, but I feel like it kind of got the message across. I mean, if you were really paying attention to it, there's a lot of messed up things that happened. I mean, for example, when he needed to use the bathroom after playing that one uh, that one venue, yeah. I was like, oh, you're looking for the bathroom. He's like, well, yes. He was like, oh, it's right out there. And he points to an outhouse that's outside. He's like, well, I'd rather not use that one. He was like, well, I guess you can hold it then. And he essentially had to drive back to his motel just to use the bathroom and come back. And the guy was like, all right, well, we have no problem waiting. So it it goes deep to the point where it, it doesn't matter that he's famous or that he's a wealthy, high-class black man at this time. He still can't use the same bathrooms. He still can't stay in the same hotels. Even though they're paying for him, and then they don't want to talk to him, they perform, they love him, but you can't use the bathroom. Use the bathroom or even eat at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had another case with that. It's like... Yeah, look, we know, you know, it's called you're you're a big Christmas show, you're a main event, but um yeah, you can't eat where all the other white people are eating. You can you can eat in your dressing room, which was basically half a broom closet. See, I and, was curious, like what did the other uh the other two guys of the trio, what did their dressing rooms look like? That is true. If there's an issue I have with the film is they there should have been more of them. Like they kind of wrote them off, like oh they have they have the itinerary, so they kind of just do what they want as long as they show up. But you do bring a good, a good point. They're there for the performance as well. So was they did they get in the proper dressing room? You know, we don't know. Which I think if they showed that they got a nice, like a decent dressing room, it would have made the the point at least for that well, show look- even worse. Yeah. Um. Another thing that I really like about the film is spoiler the ending. Well, going to the ending, like right at the last show, how the doctor basically asked Tony, do you want me to perform? I'll perform if you want me to. And then Tony, after like all this growth, it was all about him getting the full pay because he needed the full pay to support his family. He got half in in advance, half when they complete all the all the jobs. But he was basically like, you know what? It's, It's not worth it. He said without even saying, I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to have to play for these people who can't even sit next to you and eat, but they want to hear your music. They don't deserve it. And so he kind of was like, all right, screw my paycheck. Let's get out of here. Yeah, he doesn't say it directly, though, because he up and up until, you know, Dr. Shirley, like, like tells him, like, he's not going to play. He was about to beat up the owner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because he, he, he thought he could be bought off. That's very true. I mean, the owner did have some choice words to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but going go to these specific scenes, the, the diner scene, um, I, I think the state was Alabama where they had the, uh, the bathroom issue, is the thing that sells those scenes is that people complain how, uh, oh, they've done this. Like, I understand their point that we've seen these type of movies before. Like, racism, racism is bad, yes. But these scenes work because how straight-faced the white people in these scenes are. When the guy points to the outhouse, he's, like, smiling, like, still talking like he loves the guy, just 
pointing to the outhouse. And then even when he's confronted with, no, I want to use the bathroom, he, he, he doesn't raise his voice. He just says in a stern voice, like, you just can't. You just can't. Like, yeah. it's so commonplace for them that they're not shocked. They don't get angry. And they don't say any nasty words. Just, no, you can't. You can't. And that's kind of like, it's just kind of jarring how it's so commonplace that even when he starts to complain about it, it's like, whatever. What are you yeah. going to do? It's like, yeah, we'll we'll wait for you to come back. Yeah. And then it connects to the what I think is probably the best scene in the movie, at least for me, is the scene where they have their big argument in the rain next to the car. And because up until that point, I was kind of confused about Dr. Shirley. Like, why is he doing this? Like the the, the German dude from the band, like kind of drops a couple things here and there. But when he just straight up says, you know, I don't really know my own culture. I'm more like, but he's basically like. I like more of the white people culture, but they don't accept me. They only accept me for the one night where they pay me. And after that, you know, he's just another black dude. And then, and then at the same time, his his own people don't like him because of that. He's what he rich, is. he's wealthy, yeah. how he acts. So he feels that he doesn't have a place in the world. He doesn't because down south, a lot of the black people he meet are giving him the dirty look. Yep. So... It was with that scene, and honestly, I, I believe that's the scene that sealed Mashallah Ali for getting the Oscar, because that, that was a powerful scene, and it, for me, up until that, up until that, I was like, this is an okay movie. It turned it into a good movie for me. It's like, okay, now it's connecting. It's like, he is self-aware of the fact that these people are still racist. Because you see, up until now, scenes of like the bands in the background with Tony like smoking, and you see Dr. Shirley shaking hands, you know, they're all laughing, they're like, it's good to know that he realizes they're still a racist. And while they love him now, tomorrow, he's just another black dude to them. And it's good that they made that point. I also really enjoyed one of the last scenes of the film when they went to that uh, that pretty much blacks-only bar. And oh, yeah, 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 you're right at the end. He starts playing the piano, but completely different how he's ever played before. Have you ever seen him play? Well, he starts off playing normal, but it's like... And also, when the band the... comes on, he switches up with them. Yeah. And also, like, the attention to detail. So he mentions that he he never sees himself playing in those kinds of places with that mm-hmm. whiskey glass on the piano, with that lit cigar. And then what, what's on the piano when he gets there? It's that whiskey glass, but what does he do before he even starts playing? He puts it down on the ground. Takes it off. And then also, at the very, at, right after that scene, they're walking out. Viggo Mortensen just pulls out a gun and just blasts two shots in the air. The two guys run. They're like, I, I knew you had a gun. Which is a great attention to detail with the standoff scene from earlier. Yeah. Because at that point, you didn't know if he actually had one or not. Well, at that point, I kind of believed that he didn't. But when he actually pulled out the gun, it was like, well, he did say he was the greatest bullshitter. Tricked me. True. But I mean, let's, let's be serious here. A Sicilian in the early 60s not having a gun? Uh, I don't believe that. Kind of suspicious. Very suspicious. Especially when he knows he's going into a troubling situation at some point. Oh, yeah. So, did you have any negatives about the movie? Um, a few of my negatives would definitely be... They don't really, like, explain a lot of things too much. Like, and I know you're going to bring this up later, but the shower scene. Mm-hmm. Where Dr. Shirley was caught in state of undress with another man at the YMCA. Yep. They never really bring that up ever again. That's... You know what I mean? Like That's true. So it's, 
it's like, wait, so is he gay or? I mean, he does mention he had a wife at some point, so I would say at the very least bisexual. But you're right. After that one night, they don't talk about it. Yeah, they never really mention it ever again. And it's never brought up again. So to me, that kind of leaves a, a question in the air. And I mean, it doesn't really make or break the movie, I guess. But it just reminds me of uh, Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Actually, no, I do have to I do have to butt in. I do remember Tony did mention it once when they were at the next hotel when he's going to go yeah. see his friends saying he understands it's complicated. But that was it. Yeah. But I mean, like, you'd never really see yeah. like pet at one state we'll say yeah i feel that's just the way for them to like not talk about it. it's like look i know it's complicated it's whatever and then that's it it's like it's a good way to just not bring it up but you're right they should talk about it a bit more at, at least like a little bit throw some more context in there like uh, i don't know but uh it kind of reminded me of that scene in the room that got off the movie it's nowhere close to as bad as this movie but just kind of like it reminded me of when uh, I forget the character's name, but the the mom of the girlfriend or wife, whatever, and she's just talking. She's like, "Oh yeah, the results came back. I have cancer." And then like they just completely move on and they never touch on that again. It's just like, wait a minute, what? You just dropped this bomb on us. You're not going to bring that up again. It it kind of brought me to that. I mean, connecting something to that scene in the room. I mean, to any scene in the room. Ooh, that's a negative. Uh, it definitely is, but like I said, it's nowhere near as bad as that, but it just kind of reminded me of that. And I'm trying to think of another negative. I did have I did have an attention to detail issue I had um, while you think of another negative. And while you're saying the shower scene is not really explained, I will say the phone call Dr. Shirley makes is also kind of just quickly brushed aside. You know, like, I understand well, he's famous, but like, he did know Robert Kennedy. Like, yeah, but now you're talking a whole different scene. You're talking about after Tony punched the cop in the face. Yeah, no, no. I'm just saying, like, attention to detail wise. I feel like if they just better explained in the movie how famous Dr. Shirley is, I'd maybe believe that he could call the attorney general of the United States and get out of jail. That's well, all. I mean, that's important. He definitely played for him. I mean, he did say he was at the White House twice a couple times. So I, I guess maybe that was their connection. But. It's not really a personal negative I have, but for a lot of people saying how that it doesn't really go into like a deep level of like talking about racism. Um, I do kind of agree with them. Right. It's like we like we understand racism is bad. This movie shows racism is bad. And I don't like this is a good movie about racism. It is. But I don't feel it breaks any new ground in particular. Besides the fact of Dr. Shirley understanding that he is playing for racists and stuff like that in the South, besides that, like, conflict of, like, living in white society, but being rejected by white people and then also being rejected by black people, that's the only unique thing, really, about this movie for race race issues. Yeah, I mean, I'll kind of agree with you, but at the same time, I want to disagree because I feel like whenever we see, like, racism brought up in a movie, it's always been, like, very blatant. And very, uh, it's more about words, you know what I mean? And, like, sometimes actions. Like, this movie kind of brought it, like, specific situations. Yeah, you could say that, yeah. I want to say I really haven't seen that happen in too many other movies that have involved racism in it. To the point where 
he can't use the bathroom or he can't eat there. I mean, in this specific case. I mean, the bar scene where he was getting beat up for being black in that bar, I mean, that we've seen hundreds of times. Yeah, hundreds of times we've seen that. But, like, we never see racism from a high society point of view. I feel like it was a lot of the times depicted as, like, lower, uneducated, white trash, southern men. But like, now the gritty part of, like, racism. But now we're seeing the other side of it. We're seeing that high-class southern men and women that are just blatantly, like, racist, but with a smile on their face. Yeah. And with no, like... They'll take the entertainment, but they won't take the person in. Yes. So I feel like that was borderline unique when introducing, like, racism during this time period. No, you, you definitely brought up a good point. I didn't even think about that, like, how you view it from, like, a class-wise, like, upper-class racism versus, like, just general, like, middle-lower-class racism. You're right, I can't really think of a movie that deals specifically with more upper-class situations like that. Yeah, so, like, I feel like when we are shown racism in movies, it's always lower-class, uneducated people, mm-hmm. like the trash, so to speak. But this, it shows the other side of the spectrum, that it was from top down. It was everywhere. It was everywhere and intertwined with everything. Yeah, Um. besides that, I don't really have any other negatives. Just something to throw in that I was kind of just surprised by. I was surprised at how funny at times the movie was, considering the issues they were dealing with. I don't know if you found it like that, but there's quite a few like funny moments in the movie. Oh, definitely. I yeah. mean, it's... It's mostly brought up by Tony, and it's usually getting Dr. Shirley out of his shell, like with the whole Kentucky yeah. Fried Chicken in Kentucky. And We're trying to say Dr. his last name. Yeah, how like Dr. Shirley's never had KFC before, and then it spawns into this whole like subtle racism stuff that Tony's saying, pretty much. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's just culture. Like, oh, you don't know this black artist or this black artist, you know? And then, oh, yeah, you don't eat fried chicken. Yeah, so like, it's being racist, but it's like... S- subtly and subliminally racist. Well, it, it plays for both, because when he first talks about the fried chicken, like, oh, it comes off as, like, a joke and all that, but, like, later on, when they do have a more, like, a deeper discussion about it, you know, Dr. Charlotte does bring up, it's like, oh, you just assume because I'm black, I'm supposed to ha- I like all these things, you know, and actually get to uh, a deeper discussion about racism. True, and it was also a, a lot in the writing that showed the subtleties of racism during that time period like when mm-hmm. tony was talking about his, his uh color couple of colored guys as he said in the army they love fried chicken they would make it all the time it's like s- certain dialogue that you can pick up on but that fried chicken scene was pretty damn funny yeah when, yeah. He, when he was starting to really enjoy it, he's like what do we do with the bones and tony's like ready roll down your window watch this throws it right out the window you see Dr. Shirley smiling. He throws his bone out the window. And then everything changes when Tony throws the drink out the window. He was like, stop the car. Like, what? What? Next, I mean, look, the animals are going to eat it back. eventually. You see the camera pan back and Tony reverses, picks it up. Yeah, definitely. Like, we're about to finish this up. But um, even with the small issues I have with the movie, I would definitely recommend people watching it. Yeah, it's definitely a good film to watch. I mean, as far as it winning the Oscars, it really wasn't a strong year for Best Pictures. It really wasn't, no. Like, I feel like this movie did deserve it. If it was going to be one of the two, I think it would have to be this or Black Landsman. I feel like those would be the two that deserved it most. But 
I'm okay with this winning because it did have a good story. The acting was very good. The writing was very good. Like, I can't really pinpoint a bad time of acting or really, like, sloppy writing where you were just bored throughout the movie, especially in a movie where, like, not much really happens. It it keeps you entertained throughout. Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, again, besides a few issues I have with the movie, overall, I did have a good time watching it. I wasn't really bored at all throughout the movie. It did keep me entertained. And yeah, the, the script is pretty decent. I could see how it won adapted screenplay. And the, the two main leads, they kill it with uh, what they're given with. So it's definitely worth a watch, at least for those performances, at the very least. Like, if you leave the racism topic at the door, just them, like, hanging out together for the movie is a good time. Agreed. Um, so I think that's about it for this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. We got to work on a topic for next week, so we'll let you know then. But, Mike, if anyone else had uh, ideas on what they thought of Green Book, where could they let us know? Well, you could always send us a message on our Instagram page, which is labeled accordingly, Entertainment Expansion. Or mm-hmm. if you want to skip that route and just directly email us, you can email us at entertainmentexpansion at outlook.com. That is correct. And remember, give us your thoughts. We can read them on the air. You know, start a discussion here. But that's about it. Thank you for listening and see you next week.